This is the sixth time we're together on Ephesians 4, 1 through 6. I, therefore, a prisoner in the Lord, urge you to walk worthily of the calling to which you have been called with all lowliness and meekness with long-suffering, enduring one another in love, being eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. So what I'd like to ask is just what's the general structure of these initial descriptions of what it is to walk worthily. That's what I assume Paul's doing. He says, I want you to walk worthily, worthily of your calling that you've been called to. And then he names lowliness, which seems to be a mark of that worthy walk, meekness, long-suffering, enduring one another in love, being eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit. Those, what, one, two, three, four, if you count in love separately, five, six traits of walking worthily of the Lord. So, Father, as we attempt to see how this all fits together, give us a sense of what these particulars are. But right now, Lord, Give us a sense of how they work together, I pray. And above all, grant that through our efforts to understand, we would be made like this, holy or lowly and meek and long-suffering and enduring one another and loving and eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, my goal here is not to take each one separately. We'll do that in coming sessions. We'll talk about lowliness and meekness in particular. My goal here is how do all these pieces work together? And it's a kind of, uh, you have to begin somewhere, right? And then you circle back and you correct yourself when you look at the details or you confirm yourself. So, I'm just going to try to get the big picture of verses two and three, and then we'll break it down into pieces. So, with introduces this and this. There's not a new with here. He doesn't say with all lowliness and with meekness. So, with all lowliness and meekness seems to indicate that those are a pair. Because here's another with. With long-suffering, and there's no with here. Enduring one another, no with here being eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit. So it looks to me like those three things, I'm going to leave love as part of that, those three things also go together. So let's take those two units one at a time. The first pair, lowliness and meekness. I'm going to suggest that lowliness is deeper and more fundamental then meekness 
and that lowliness gives rise to a demeanor of meekness. Lowliness is a a fundamental uh, sense of yourself in relation to God, in relation to Christ, in relation to others, Uh, a, a lowly sense of yourself, no high view of yourself, which produces a certain disposition toward others, which we could call meekness. So that's my suggestion. We'll have to test it out when we look at this in detail. So I'm arguing this is most fundamental, and this follows. And and then we'll have to ask, so why is it then that lowliness is such a mark, a most fundamental mark of walking worthily of our calling? Recognizing what our calling really was and is to be fitting of that, this will be our trait, lowliness, giving rise to a meekness toward one another. Then he introduces the next group with, with, we'll come back to this word all as well, with long-suffering or patience, enduring one another. Now, similar to this pair, lowliness being the more deep trait of our hearts, and this being the demeanor towards others, the same thing, it looks like to me, happens here. Long-suffering is a disposition of the heart to be patient and uh, suffer long. It's, it's a, a trait, a bent, a disposition, and then it gives rise to actually doing it. Someone offends you, and you endure them in love instead of striking out in revenge. Someone says something about you, or neglects you, or does something you don't like, and this disposition in your heart inclines you not to seek revenge, but to endure, to let it go, to bear it, then being eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit. How does that work? Well, it seems to me that uh, the enduring each other is at the center, and the internal cause of that is a a long-suffering spirit. And on the other side, there's a goal or an intent that you want to pursue, namely maintain unity. And you know that this enduring one another is a key to maintaining the unity of the Spirit. If you're always striking back at somebody and having to get the last word and never willing to bear patiently any wrong, you're going to wreck unity at every turn. And so if you are eager for unity, that is an enticement for this to happen. And if you are a long-suffering person, that's a cause for this to happen. So I think both, all three of these are in one package with enduring at the center, and underneath enduring is long-suffering, 
and then a more reflective uh, disposition toward the future and what you might bring about prompts you, yes, yes, I do want to follow through with my long-suffering disposition by enduring others because I know that will be a means to unity. So that's the, that's the big picture that I see in verses uh, 2 and 3, with the most fundamental trait being this lowliness here and this meekness, because I think this pair right here comes first because it is more basic and fundamental to producing a long-suffering spirit because lowliness and meekness give rise to a, a disposition to endure one another. Now, let's confirm just briefly whether we're on the right track by looking at something in Philippians 2, because I think Paul, without using exactly the same words, shows this is the way he's thinking about unity in Philippians as well. Complete my joy by being of the same mindset, having the same love, having a common soul, being of one one mindset. You just can't miss the point. Unity. He longs for this experiential, relational harmony in the church. And then he gives you some guidelines for how it's going to come about. Do negatively, negatively, do nothing from selfish ambition. Do nothing from conceit. Okay, what's the positive alternative if we're not going to act out of selfishness and and vain glory. And the answer is, there it is, lowliness, right at the root, just like in Ephesians 4, 2. But in lowliness, count others more significant than yourselves. So lowliness is the heart disposition that gives rise to looking at other people and reckoning them, here's the way I paraphrase it, as people to be served, not people to be used. I think that's what more significant here means. Count others as people more significant. That is, put yourself in all lowliness in a servant role towards them. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. So I think lowliness gives rise to a disposition to serve, and a disposition to serve causes you to look to the interests of others, and looking to the interests of others in a servant mindset with lowliness beneath will produce this kind of unity. So, yes, I think we're on the right track here that Paul is saying lowliness is fundamental. It gives rise to a demeanor of meekness. Those two together are more fundamental and yield a long-suffering heart, which then yields an enduring, forbearing demeanor and activity towards one another when we offend each other. And that endurance is also drawn on by the fact that we are eager to maintain unity, and we see that this and this and this and this are the way to do it. So that's the general overview that I see. And now we 
launch into the details of, so why is, what is loneliness in particular, and why is it so distinctly first in worthiness of our calling? 